Hey, Shepherd family. Grace to you and peace from God our Father, through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Kelly wrote me this past week, and in the title of her email, she simply said, Hallelujah. What was she saying hallelujah to? It's the new hire of Daniel Taborda as our Shepherd Shea Campus music minister. Daniel and his wife, Aline, are going to be joining our Shepherd staff in order to lead music ministry on our Shea Campus. I look forward to having them, and I know that with our congregation, we look forward to the way in which they're going to help us sing in our in-person worship services here on our North Shea Campus. And the very appropriate word to say in response to them coming on board, hallelujah. You know, Christians have used the word hallelujah for, well, centuries. And before that, God's Jewish people used the same word as well. Because, frankly, hallelujah is a Hebrew word. It means praise the Lord. Hallel, praise Yahweh, praise the Lord. It's a way of saying in response to any number of blessed circumstances, I'm thankful that God is giving me this blessing. I'm glad that God is smiling down from his heaven. We've been singing hallelujah for the past couple months in various songs and hymns because we are thankful for the way that God has visited this earth through the coming of his son Jesus Christ on Christmas and certainly through this second Christmas season we call in the Christian church Epiphany. These weeks of celebration recognize that we need a Savior and that God, by His grace, provides us that Savior. In the seasons of Christmas and Easter, I'm sorry, Christmas and Epiphany, we reflect on the many different ways that blessing comes and settles into our lives. Hallelujah is a right way of encapsulating what that blessing is all about. I want to share with you a story from the Gospel of Mark on this last Sunday of this Christmas Epiphany two-month season that we've been in. I want to share a story of Hallelujah from the Gospel of Mark. And it's a story of Jesus going up on a mountain with three of his best friends, Peter, James, and John, in a moment that Christianity has come to simply term the transfiguration of Jesus Christ. Listen in. As I read this for you, consider what it would have been like for you to have joined Jesus on that mountain and seen what Mark describes here in Mark chapter 9. Six days later, Jesus took Peter, James, and John and led them up a high mountain to be alone. As the men watched, Jesus' appearance was transformed, and his clothes became dazzling white, far whiter than any earthly bleach could ever make them. Then Elijah and Moses appeared and began talking with Jesus. Peter exclaimed, Rabbi, it's wonderful for us to be here. Let's make three shelters as memorials, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He said this because he didn't really know what else to say, for they were all terrified. Then a cloud overshadowed them, and a voice from the cloud said, This is my dearly loved son. Listen to him. Suddenly, when they looked around, Moses and Elijah were gone, and they saw only Jesus with them. And they went back down the mountain. He told them not to tell anyone what they had seen until the Son of Man had risen from the dead. Peter, James, and John were saying, Hallelujah. 
when I think of that story, I think of what made for hallelujah up on that mountaintop. I think first and foremost, it was seeing Jesus as he truly was, the Son of God in all of his holy glory, his heavenly splendor, and Peter, James, and John recognizing, wow, God is visiting this world. God is transcending heaven to our sinful world in order to be our Savior to live with us as our Lord. That is certainly worth a hallelujah. It's what Christmas essentially is all about. There's a second reason for hallelujah, though. It's the appearance of Moses and Elijah and a recognition by Peter, James, and John, the disciples of Jesus, that there is a continuity, a continuity between what God is doing right now with Jesus standing on that mountain transfigured and what God has been doing for his people through century after century, all the way back to the time of the prophets in the Old Testament, the time of Moses' exodus from Egypt, the time, in fact, of Abraham as he, he was searching around for a land to call his own. Peter, James, and John had a very real reason to say hallelujah because God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. God is a God in whom there is no shadow of change. His posture and attitude toward us is one of consistent, ongoing, faithful love. And for that reason, Peter, James, and John say hallelujah. I think there's a third reason in this story in Mark 9 of the Transfiguration for Peter, James, and John to say hallelujah. And it's when God says, this is my beloved son. This is my son whom I love. And then he says, listen to him. It reminds me that God is not a God who just appears in the person of Jesus. God is not a God who simply maintains a consistent posture and attitude toward us created created human beings um, through the Old Testament and now into the New. No, there's a third reason for hallelujah, and that is because God speaks. He's given us a son who in his earthly life, he taught, he preached, he healed. He spoke words of life. And these words of life, they transfigure us. They change us. They bring the glory of God that is outside of us, external to us, into our lives, into our hearts, settled deeply into our souls as his forgiven people. What makes you sing and say hallelujah to God? As you think about Christmas and Epiphany, as you think about the life that you have as a child of God, as the way that you participate in the Christian church, what gives you reason to say, Hallelujah? I'm reminded of one more thing. That while there are mountaintops by which we say, Hallelujah, ultimately, Moses and Elijah disappeared. The glory of Jesus transfigured, it faded away, and they had to go back down the mountain. And for a time, they had to say goodbye to the moments of hallelujah in order to descend with the memories of hallelujah into a world that, at some points in time, can be a living nightmare, a living something else. But the hallelujah can never be removed from God's faithful people. 
that hallelujah goes with us by faith. What Peter, James, and John saw by sight, they carry with them by faith. And they will carry that faith with them through all the valleys that surround that mountain, all the way to the time when Jesus Christ would ascend on a cross to bear in himself the suffering for our sin, the shame of our guilt, and the condemnation of God. He would be the one that gives value to our hallelujahs. As we close out the season of Christmas and Epiphany, we come into a new season. The season that's ahead of us, the run-up to Easter, is the season of Lent. Transfiguration in some Christian churches is an opportunity for us to do something, and that is to say goodbye to hallelujahs. We literally will push pause on singing any hymns, any songs in the church that use the phrase, have the word hallelujah. Here at Shepherd, we're frankly a little squishy on that. Uh, you know, sometimes uh, Sundays being miniature Easters, uh, as they are every Sunday of the year, is a reminder that on Sunday, Easter Sunday, Jesus Christ rose. So even in the season of Lent, still worth saying hallelujah, singing hallelujah to God. Um, but nevertheless, we, we diminish a little bit for the valley of Lent, our, our joy. To remember that the source of our hallelujah is found in the living Christ. The one who was born in Bethlehem. The one who walked out of an empty tomb. Transfiguration Sunday, this particular Sunday, is a reminder for us who walk in the valleys of COVID, of culture, of civil society that is an, an, in an uncivil war, as some have said, is still a time where by faith we can say, thank you, God. I praise you for who you are and how you, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, have loved me with an eternal love. Amen. And now, may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus, this Transfiguration Day, in Jesus' name, amen.